You are listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Today we are joined by Mike Riley, owner of Riley Properties, and Lindsay Riley, the principal of Riley Properties. Mike and Lindsay take this episode to talk about how to identify habits of a qualified property manager, why there are so many bad property managers in Cleveland, and what makes Riley Properties stand out as a property manager in Cleveland. Check it out. All right, well, today's episode is about property managing. How to find a property manager. What to expect from a property manager. So let's start out with what do you want when you say property manager. Basically, the number one want is I don't want any hassles. I don't want any problems. I'm out of town. I just want somebody to take care of the house. And the rent check comes every month like clockwork. If there's any repairs that need to be done, then um, the property manager will contact me. We'll get an estimate, and we'll proceed from there. The house is maintained. The house is watched over. That's what I want the property manager to do. Now, with me here is... Lindsay Riley, who runs the Riley Properties division. Lindsay, uh, why don't you add your two cents? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, I think as I was listening to you set up that introduction, one thing that I would have also included is how to find a qualified property manager. Because you can go on Google and search for property managers, and you can see different things come up on Craigslist. You can see things come up on Zillow. But it's really taking that time and talking to people who actually know what they're doing, too. And, you know, what makes us more qualified than these other quote-unquote property managers is that, you know, when you're dealing not just with Riley Properties, but with Riley Painting and Contracting, you're getting that full service of contractors, electricians, plumbers, roofers, all under one roof versus other property managers who have to sub that work out and have to take a couple of days to find someone who's available. So that makes us a lot different than other property managers, at least the ones that I've seen here in Cleveland, including my own, who is not Riley Properties, but is a regular Cleveland property owner and will take sometimes days to get back to me to fix something that could have been done within that same day. So that was one thing I wanted to add with this well. well. without this podcast becoming an infomercial for Riley Properties, (laughs) um, let's just talk as if if, uh, uh, the seven listeners out there um, are friends of ours, and um, we're giving them the, the overview of what the property management business in Cleveland is like. Um. And the first thing I want to start out with is that there are not a whole lot of good property management companies that I know of in Cleveland. And the reason is, is that the rental market in Cleveland is a fairly new phenomenon. There's always been apartments and duplexes, um, you know, in the last 50, 60, 70 years in uh, in, when Cleveland became a modern city. But it's only been in the last eight or nine years where you've seen this huge influx of properties that have now, are now being rented. 
And the reason for that is you have a huge number of those rentals uh, where you have what I call reluctant landlords. These people don't want to be landlords in the first place. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Uh, mm. They lived in their house yeah, maybe true. for five, ten years, and then all of a sudden um, the bottom fell out in the market in 08. And now they are um, sitting on a house, which is probably twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 underwater. And then they have to relocate to uh, another job because the when the Great Recession came, uh, not only did housing get affected, but so did uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. So here's our, here's our reluctant landlord now who's now living in Pittsburgh or Montana or who knows where, um, barely making ends meet um, with their house. They need that $1,200 every month just to cover the mortgage, which does not leave a lot of room for capital repairs. Agreed. Yep. And right. so for people that are looking for a property manager, um, you have to keep in mind that there are a lot of property managers who literally just became property managers in the last couple of years. Yeah, and property managers not by their own willingness or wanting to really do it, but because they almost have to do it. Well, but let's back up. Let's unpack that a little. Because let's talk about, again, the, re the reason why these reluctant landlords are in the business. Um, they have acted as their own property manager because they couldn't afford a property manager. Right. They're not right. like an outside investor coming in from California buying some property. Now I want to go find a property manager. They've been acting as their own property manager, and which means that um, they're, they're calling the handyman. They're collecting the check. They're trying to find somebody to rent the house, and they're all doing this remotely. Um, so you've got this whole huge swath of rental homes which are uh, manned by reluctant landlords. Uh, then you have uh, investors coming in from, uh, from outside of Cleveland are looking to buy property and they're looking for a property management company. Now, here's where the quality really suffers and the reason why. Uh, there is no competition for property managers. Anybody can be a property manager. Um, and as a result, um, you could hook yourself up with somebody who really has only been in the business for two or three years. Now, these property managers are all about collecting a fee. They don't really care who they get in the house. That's not their responsibility. They're managing the property. But the irony of it is the single biggest uh, concern that you should have uh, when you're investing is who is going to be living in your house and who is going to do the vetting. Now let me pause on that. I want everybody to think about who's doing the vetting, who is selecting who's going to be living in your house. It is not the property manager. That's the irony. The property manager is there just to be the liaison between all the different trades who work on the house and collect the check. Now, they may be reluctant, uh, or they may know somebody, and you may throw a Craigslist ad out, 
uh, to get somebody in there, but this is when the trouble really begins. Uh, you may get somebody in there who basically starts missing payments, who starts destroying the property, who starts having uh, the police come over because uh, now you get some uh, tenant in there whose boyfriend or girlfriend is getting kicked out. Now the neighborhood is, is in an uproar. And there's nobody really minding the store because property managers don't see that as their job. Now we, as Lindsay was saying earlier, what we've done is combine all the elements from getting the tenant to taking care of the um, uh, repairs and then to ride herd on the tenant to make sure that they comply with basic uh, 101s of living in a property. Yeah. Lindsay, tell me a few stories of what you've been <laughs> running through. Well, I think fortunately uh, over these last few few years with um, vetting vetting tenants is that when we when we're meeting um, how do I say this when when I'm meeting with a potential new tenant as I did say a couple of days ago um, who ultimately submitted an application which was a good sign um, I'm I'm definitely doing what I would say Mike Riley would call like the smell test I'm observing their behavior I'm you know, I'm asking them questions about, you know, well, obviously, what, what's, what's, what's brought you to Cleveland? What's the reason for the move? You know, is there anything we need to know about right now before we start moving forward with this rental process? And, you know, of course, I'm, you know, I'm being cordial about it. I'm not, you know, putting the spotlight underneath them. But I do want to get a sense as to how serious they are about this. Because, you know, history has shown with, with our properties, you know, these these rental properties really do fly off the market. And so I'm not in the position of wanting to waste their time, let alone my time. So when I'm meeting with someone new who's looking to rent one of our properties, be it a managed property, which is can sometimes be on a long-term basis or even a short-term basis, or even one of our properties, you know, I'm really gauging with how serious they are. And, you know, when I have a conversation with them about moving forward, they understand that, hey, once you're putting that money down, this is, we're starting that process about, you know, getting you into the home. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a relationship that we want to develop with the tenant where they're not, you know, scared of us about, you know, calling their property manager, but, you know, we're going to take care of them if they're taking care of the home and they're paying that rent on time. That's the bottom line for us is taking care of the home that they're in and paying that rent on time. And we have developed a very good relationship with the cities where our properties are located, whereby if we're hearing about things that are going on in the neighborhood, be it, you know, maybe a piece of crime or, or something, you know, we're on top of that and we're checking in with the city to see what's going on. So it's a two, it's a, it's a relationship that we're developing with the tenant. You know, they take care of the home, they're paying that rent on time, they're being good tenants, and we in turn are providing them the service that they're expecting. Okay, let me throw one thing, important thing in um, to those of you who are listening, um, curious about hiring us as a property manager. We talked about the importance of vetting the tenant, but equally important is vetting the client. And this is where we're not looking for more business. We are looking for the right kind of business to build a long-term relationship with. So, uh, 
here's what we look for in a potential client. One is we better have a good house to show. I'm not talking about, you know, a five-bedroom mansion with a swimming pool in the backyard. I'm talking about a basic three- to four-bedroom, one- to two baths, kitchen is nice and clean, the yard is maintained, the windows are washed, everything is working. I do not want to market or sully our reputation on a shitbox house because we're not going to get the right kind of tenant in there. It's sort of like if you have a, a property that's a piece of garbage, you're going to get nothing but flies. I don't care right. how, how low the rent is. So that's, that's number one. Number two, we don't want a client to be undercapitalized, which means is uh, they're basically counting on that rent to cover their mortgage, leaving nothing left for the inevitable repairs, like with the toilet, the sink, the hot water tank, um, etc. Um, so when our tenant that we put in this house calls uh, about uh, fixing the toilet, we want to be able to send one of our guys over that day. And I don't want to have some client balking. Now, our fees are pretty uh, industry standard. We don't, we're not going to gouge anybody, but we need to make sure that we have carte blanche to go in there um, and do the repairs as needed. Now, our clients are extremely happy with this arrangement. The, the fees are all up front, the repair fees, um, and it's, they start realizing that there is a great tenant in there, the checks get mailed uh, to them on a regular basis. If there's a problem, they call us and we, we call the tenant. Now, let's get into fees of what um, we charge. We do not charge a monthly fee. The, the rent check goes directly to the client. Uh, we make our money on the, commission, the initial commission when we bring in the tenant. Then we make our money on the repairs or any consulting work. Um, if you're looking to buy another property, um, we have a whole uh, array of different uh, investment options, which we can control and show you. But we don't charge a, a monthly fee. Um, you want to add anything to that, Lindsay? Uh, no. I, I would, you know, with that initial commission, that's, that's basically um, uh, marketing the property, if you haven't already been grandfathered into our system, which I'm sure we can touch upon at some point with what it means to be on the Riley Properties website, um, but marketing the property across a wide variety of platforms like Zillow and Trulia, Craigslist, Hotpads, uh, et cetera. Um, tenant finding fee, which, you know, excuse me, which is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the marketing, and then obviously, you know, finding the right tenant and qualifying that tenant to make sure that they are going to be the one that is going to be a, a good fit f for the home and uh, writing that lease agreement. You don't have to worry about that. Um, we've, we, we take care of that. We also work uh, with a lawyer who also looks at the leases for us too. So it's not just some lease that we're downloading from, uh, from uh, Google or, you know, putting together a two page lease. It's a more in-depth very secure lease that has all those dots cross or those T's crossed and those I's dotted. Um, and we also take care of both the move in of that new tenant and the move out of the tenant. So 
and I can get into more specifics with that move-in. But the big thing to take away from that commission of, you know, what's my money going to get you is we take care of it all really from start to finish, from getting that tenant in to documenting everything from how that house looked to how it looks at, at the end so that there's no room for question. And we have really refined our process these last few years for what that looks like. And I'm very proud of how our team takes care of, um, you know, getting a tenant in and making sure that the house looks in good shape and it's in good shape when they move out too. Let me just add one thing to the vetting of you, the potential client. Um, I had a conversation with a guy in Colorado the other day. He's got a property that he moved out in Cleveland Heights. And it's a part of Cleveland Heights that's getting a little sketchy. It's a three-bedroom, and he is deciding, well, I want to rent it, and I'm looking for a property manager. Now, the first question I want to know is, why are you renting? Why are you renting? Do you have to rent because you can't afford to sell? Uh, If that's the case, that's a terrible business move, to rent because you have to uh, cover the mortgage. I've had a number of clients where I've simply told them, you know what, you got to sell the house. Sell the house. If, if uh, you got to write a check for the balance between what you owe and what it sells for, do it. Just cut your losses now. Don't, don't let this slow bleed over the next couple years because his house is not going to be appreciating uh, much in the, ne- in the next five years. That's for sure. Um, the other thing is, the number two question I want to know is, okay, if you are going to develop some rent, rental income, is this the house you want to be that rental income? Right. Uh, a lot of times uh, people are, well, I'm gonna, I want to start being a landlord now, and I want to oh, keep some property and develop some income stream. Well, the house they have is a terrible house. Uh, that's not where you want to be investing your your money long term over five to ten year period. You want to be in an area that's going to be appreciating. Yeah, yeah, um, that's for sure. Finally, the third thing is, well, what happens if they just can't afford to write that check because they're so far underwater? And here's where I simply tell them, walk away. Just walk away. Yeah, take the hit on the credit score, but this is not a slow bleed. This is a bigger bleed that's that is really hurting your um, your long-term investment. If you have to keep propping up a money-losing deal, just take the hit, walk away, and, uh, yeah, you're going to take the hit on your credit score for a couple of years, but believe me, long-term, it's going to be worth it. And then it could just go to foreclosure, and maybe you can work something out with the bank. Uh, this is a very viable option that a lot of people don't really understand. Of course, it's done on Wall Street, um, our current president, Trump's done it six times where he'll just tell them I'm not paying and then he'll force them to negotiate. Um, if you do it in Wall Street or if you're a big money player, you're lionized as a smart businessman. Um, so I always counsel our clients, depending on, on what, the, what is the nature of the deal, is to walk away. Um, so, um, Which I think for some... Landlords, that's a hard. That can be a hard pill to swallow when they first hear that, you know. Um, yeah, so. yeah, it is. 
But that's, that's the nature. Called truth. That's so. the nature of what we went through. Yeah. Uh, eight nine years ago, and quite frankly, the banks. Um, if you make them sweat, they're a lot more open to um, what they call cash for keys. Um, yeah, if you can be uh, be businesslike about it, that that would be the smart way to go. Um, but uh, so we want to make sure that whoever we're working for on the client side. A, knows what they're doing, and B, understands the nature of what it takes to be a landlord. And that is right. what um, we're about as property managers. We're not, we're not the, I wouldn't even call what we do the property manager. We're the investor planner. We're taking that house, it's an investment, and we're handling all facets of it, from the repairs to the marketing to the... Um, Get you know, of course, the most important getting the tenant liaisoning with the city. Um, there are fees attached for that work, but in the long run, it's it's money worth spending. Right, and it's a headache that our land our, our landlords don't want to have to even think about. Right, and you and may, they usually don't because they know that we're taking care of it. Right, you know. And if you're on the bubble, or if you feel like over the next couple of years, yeah, I want to tee this up for a future sale then we're going to put together a plan of what you want to put into that house over the next couple of years that when you get to that three, four-year time frame, this house is going to be ready to sell. Do you need to, need to put a new roof on now, or, or do you have 10 years left on that roof? What about the hot water tank? What about the furnace? What about the driveway? What is the maintenance that needs to be done in this house to maintain it so you don't have to, you're not stuck with major capital repairs after a three-year, four-year time frame. So, all things to consider. And I want to add one more thing, one more important piece of advice to you uh, seven listeners out there uh, looking for a property manager. Do not go to a real estate company for property management. They want to sell a house. They are reluctant property managers at best. And the fees they pay their people to watch this house are fast food money pay. And that is the kind of service that you're going to get. They're great. There's a lot of great realtors out there. They're great for selling a house. Not good for managing a property. Any final thoughts, Lindsay? I would definitely agree with that, and that's a story that we are happy to tell at our next podcast series. Perhaps the the next, you know, troubles of Riley property. Horror stories. <laughs> Horror stories, and yet possibly some good stories, too. Yeah, we'll have... Uh, <laughs> We've got plenty of those as well. Stay tuned for our Halloween podcast. We'll <laughs> yeah. have uh, tales from the property, property graveyard. Ta- tales of woe, and yet some tales of greatness. (laughs) All right. Okay. Thanks, Lindsay. And thanks to our engineer, Amari. Mm -hmm. And we'll uh, be talking later. Thanks for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. If you like what you heard, follow us on SoundCloud for new episodes. Our episodes coming up as well as past episodes will be available on other streaming platforms such as Spotify or iTunes very soon. For now, you can listen to our last episode with Mike Ferrante, real estate agent from Century 21 on SoundCloud. Like or leave a comment just to show us you're engaged. It's always appreciated. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.